You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mader and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello and welcome in DC's DFS Challenge fans out there. Everybody, how are we doing today? We got a lot that we're talking about in today's show. A lot going on pretty much everywhere in sports. We had a big day of football today. We have all kinds of stuff for you guys. And we're going to be changing up the show a little bit in case you didn't know that already. We did post it out there on social media at Belly Up Fantasy Sports. Or you can check it out. The Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. We're always available to you. The DC's DFS show, though, we're going to be moving from our NFL platform, which the regular season ended. I know we're in the middle of the NFL playoffs. We thought this would be a good opportunity to move this thing to the NBA. That's right. We're going to be moving to the NBA as far as our DraftKings lineup cards. And I don't have Christopher Pinto with me today. He will be back hopefully within the next couple of weeks or so. But you do have me for the first half of the show. The second half of the show doesn't change too much. We still have Mr. Chaz Flory coming on from Sports Betting Weekly, who's going to give us his best bets of the week. We are going to still talk about the NFL playoffs when it comes to betting tomorrow's format. But we're also going to have another special guest later on today. His name is Mikey Betts. And you might know him from MikeyBets.com on his website. One of our first professional handicappers has joined Belly Up Fantasy crew. Very excited to have him. He's going to be on the show, and hopefully he will become a regular guest as well. And in case you were wondering, our tournaments are just going to change to the NBA. Our, our free challenge tournaments that you can join at any point, and the link will be up there. Uh, we'll post it up on Sunday morning. We'll get this link up there uh, during the show at some point as well, so you guys can go ahead and join. Free to join. Mr. Chaz Florida, he drops in a $100 gift certificate for a championship football, championshipfootballs.com. Great gifts. I'll let him talk about more about that when we get later on into the show. And then, of course, now with the new guest, Mikey Betts, he's going to give you some free tips because you could become a member with him, and he is worth it. If you sign up for a membership with this guy, right now it's going to be on MikeyBets.com. It will eventually, in the next few weeks, be on Belly Up Fantasy Sports. You can actually win a lot of money. So all that and more here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on WWSRN. And let's dive into what we have to talk about today, which is we have a lot of DraftKings stuff to talk about. This this isn't going to go away. So we, that's why I wanted to let that's why I wanted to move into this this week because I want to let you guys know this is going to be your long show. We're not going anywhere. Every Saturday night from nine thirty to ten thirty, the DC's DFS Challenge will be available for you guys, and we're going to focus on Sunday. Even when the NFL playoffs are over, obviously we're going to be focusing on Sunday. It's a Saturday night show. There's basketball games happening all throughout the week. And if you ever want tips, you know, it's not, and it's not a Sunday. All you have to do is hit us up at belly up fantasy on Twitter or on Facebook. And we'll give you all kinds of tips for your DFS lineups. We'll hit you up. You can get, you can get in touch with Chas. You can get in touch with Mikey Betts and be a member. We're going to win you money throughout the week. But for this show's purposes, we're going to focus in on Sundays. We're going to focus in on the DraftKings lineup cards. Let's try to win you some money in those tournament leagues. We're going to focus in on the bets those days, maybe some major events. It won't always be the NBA, but there's always usually a a big slate of NBA games throughout Sunday, especially when NFL is over. 
So that's why we like to focus in on that. But we have big events and stuff. We're going to talk about it all. This show is here to win you guys money. And we will not stop all year long, all the way up until we come back next year. And we're back to our, our normal fantasy football, DraftKings, and FanDuel. And to kind of harp on that real quick before we get into the contents. Yes, when we talk about the NBA and probably baseball in the summer, we'll do we'll do DFS, DraftKings, lineup cards for that as well. We're not going to be doing FanDuel like we were for the football season. That is exclusively only to football. Otherwise, for all the other sports, it is a DraftKings lineup card that we're trying to help you out with and get you into a tournament run. So let's dive into my lineup, shall we? Now, basketball, if you've never played basketball, and I guess we should start out there. I mean, this is our first show covering it, so why not start off assuming that some of you out there may be beginners to it, especially if you're going to be playing in our free contest that you can join. We'll post that out there and get that link up there during the show. Don't you worry. But it's the basics. If you've never played fantasy basketball, it's still the basics. It's still easy to learn. You have your point guard, your shooting guard, your small forward, your power forward, your center, like a normal starting NBA lineup. Then you get the extra guard, the extra four, and one utility player. It's a, eight, eight guys. So it's basically the same as NFL, which would be you pick eight starting players there too. Nothing changes as far as the amount of players. The, the concept, the amount of money that you have to spend, the concept behind finding values, the concept of wanting at least double and a half what guys are priced at as far as what fantasy points you are looking for out of them when you pick these guys up, especially when talking about from a tournament standpoint, all that stays the same. It just changes the sport. It changes how it's scored. That's it. And with the NBA, the one thing I will say about the NBA compared to the NFL, you know, fantasy basketball compared to fantasy football that I find interesting, there's so many ways to score. You have points, you have rebounds, you have steals, you have assists. Some, some leagues do it by efficiencies. Blocks. There's a million different ways to score. Fantasy football, it's, you know, you have passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, and you have touchdowns. Whether it's a passing touchdown or a rushing receiving touchdown. Not as many ways to score. A lot of action throughout these games. A lot of big swings. You could be up by 100 points and that lead still not be safe. So there's some interesting things that go into the NBA. We'll, we'll go through this if you're beginners with us. But first things first, let's kick it off with what I have. And we'll start with the point guard position. I actually went hard the guard position for Miami. So the big thing is this tournament, this draft lineup card in particular, we went with the games that have the most available. So there's, there's four tournaments. If you've never played, there's four tournaments throughout Sunday on DraftKings. Now, I went with the tournament and the DC's DFS Challenge tournament is going to be based on the 6 o'clock you know, Sunday slate games because there's seven matchups in that slate. So that has, that has the most. So that's why we went with that one. We we'll always want to go with the most to choose one. You want to have your options available to you. Okay? So that's the slate of games we went off for. Let me make sure I was clear about that. Now, I went hard on the Miami guards. I did. Went with Tyler Hero at $6,400. We know what he's done from the playoffs. We know what he's capable of. Like I said, he's only 6400 He is a full-time starter. He's plugging the minutes you want to see. He just came off at 34 minutes against Boston a few days ago. 
and I've been hovering around that 29 minute mark, but I expect him to get around that 30 minute mark. And as long as he gets around that 30 minute mark with the way he can shoot, the way he can get hot and being that he is an all around point guard now, especially lately, there's a million different ways that he can score. Basically at $6,400, he has a very safe floor. Now let's also take in consideration that Boston, who Miami's playing against tomorrow, there's no Kemba Walker, no Jason Tatum. So they're going to be down a couple key guys, which should open things up for guys like Tyler Hero on the Miami Heat. I know he only scored, he only had 17 fantasy points the last time out, eight points, seven boards. I expect that number to greatly increase from a few days ago, the second time around playing Boston in tomorrow's matchup. So I love Tyler Hero here at $6,400. It makes a lot of sense to me that you're looking at 20 plus points. But then I also paired that up with Duncan Robinson, who's just been on fire. First of all, $5,100, absolute steal. Sticking with the same game, I expect the guards for Miami to play really well in this matchup. Given the Jason Tatum woes, given Kemba Walker not being back, yeah, let's solve Jalen Brown, yeah, let's solve Marcus Smart. But they're going to be hurting to find points. And this could turn into a situation where Miami's able to get out in the fast break because Boston's not able to score. And Duncan Robinson's just been on absolute fire. I mean, the guy's been plugging about 30 minutes a game. And the last couple of weeks, double-digit points, or last couple of games, I should say, double-digit points, putting up 31 and 24 fantasy points the last two weeks. You'll take that at $5,100. And you know he's a guy who can get hot from three, and that's the other key factor here. When you're playing these tournament leagues, you want to have a few guys in there that you know could just get hot from three-point range because they could wind up winning you the week. Because a lot of times you get those guys that value because if they're hot, if they're, if they're, if they're, if they're off, if they're cold, then it's over. It's all over. You're not going to get much out of them. The ultimate boomer bust here what you're talking about. But you get a couple guys who hit, make knock down a few threes, get hot in a game. Those value plays could be the difference for what you're looking for in DraftKings, without a doubt. Now, those are my two guards. Now, I come back with the three. And I don't know if there's a hotter player in the NBA right now than Karis LeVert. I don't know if there is. Just came off a 43-point performance against Memphis two days ago. Or yesterday, actually, I should say. It feels like two days ago already because I've been watching football all day. Everything that happened yesterday is already behind me. He's been logging more and more minutes over the past few games. He's been on fire. He's had the last three games, 43 points, 22 points, 24 points. That's that's real NBA points. Fantasy-wise, 59 points, 50 points, 36 points. He's on fire right now. Going up against OKC, a great matchup. I expect him to go off. Kyrie Irving's still going to be out. I believe Kevin Durant may miss still, too. We'll have to see exactly what happens there. Keep your eyes up to date. We try to keep the uh, player alerts going on Billet Fantasy for the NBA. So make sure you're following us along. Have those have those notifications up. Because even if you don't get those, we have lots of content coming out on a 24-7 basis that you don't want to miss. But he's hot right now. I love him in this matchup against OKC. $7,900, a little steep, but you're not going all the way up to the top. You're not going all the way up to the top for a LeBron, for an AD, 
for guys like that. You can get similar production out of him right now for about $2,500 less, which allows you to put a solid lineup together. For power forward, I had to go with a little bit of shot here. Had to make some wiggle room. So I went with OG Anubi, a new boy. Excuse me. Playing against Golden State, who just hasn't really played much defense this entire season to this point. Now OG, he, OG, he's been he's been hit, he's been hit or misses this year. He has been. He'll have a game where he drops twenty. Have another game where he drops five. Kind of just coming off of his snide right now. Last game against Sacramento, only eight points. Only 16 fantasy points. The game before that, though, 33 fantasy points, 20 points of the game, eight boards. So if he's been going, if he sticks with his every other game pattern that he's been on since the beginning of the season, then he's due for a hit. Now, that's not scientific. That's not usually what you're going to go off of, but it's the match against Golden State. Andrew Wiggins is questionable. We don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't, that should give him a nice mat- matchup. And like I said, Golden State's been struggling on the defensive end. Toronto's been starting to play a little bit better lately after their really cold, cold start. They're going to need OG to come through. I think this is a solid play here for $5,700. You're going to get your money's worth. He's not going to win you the tournament, but in this matchup, he shouldn't lose it for you either, and you're kind of looking for that out of a guy who's 5700 at the power forward position. Now, another guy sticking with Brooklyn, who's also been on fire since Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving been in and out of the lineup due to different COVID issues and everything like that, which has been killing the NBA. I mean, I know they can't go back to the bubble for for seventy for seventy two game season. I get it, I understand, but man, oh man, some of these teams. The Sixers earlier today were down six guys. Some of these teams are getting wrecked. This ain't the NFL. It's not a fifty three man bench. It's fifteen tops. And it's just causing a lot of issues. But keeping it going here, talk about another guy who's been on fire is Jared Allen. Now, he's pretty much that in-between. You're either going to pay up about 8000 for the top centers in tomorrow's matchup, or you're going to pay real down low, and you're just going to punt on the position and see what you can get. Jared Allen's that happy medium. He can get you with some of the top guys have been getting with the way he's been playing as of late because he's been filling up the stat box. Last game out, he had 12 points, six boards, six assists, a steal, a block, played 30 minutes against Memphis. This is a guy who's been consistently getting double-doubles so far this season. I mean, that was one of his worst games there against Memphis. He still had 31 fantasy points. It was just what? A couple games ago against Utah, he had over 50. Had 19, had 19 points and 18 boards in that game. This past game against Memphis was the first game in four that he doesn't, he hasn't gone for a double double against OKC. I'm expecting him to get a double double. So sixty seven hundred dollars, that's a guy who can get you that elite production that you're looking for, but you don't necessarily have to pay the top dollar to go get him. Again, we're building solid lineups here with enough pieces in place that can possibly get hot and hit big. Because that's what you're looking for. No matter when you play NBA DFS. Again, we're you know I'm trying to go through this for all the beginners and everything. No matter when you, what day it is of the week, you're never going to have all 30 teams available to you. It's never going to happen. But you pick and choose your spots. 
that's why you have to you have to know exactly who's going to be out there on the floor because that's that's the one thing about the NBA is it's ever changing. The stars aren't always going to be out there. And who's got the matchup in that case to get hot from three, to get those double doubles that you're looking for, get the assists, get the steals. It's value plays. It's not so much like the NFL where you're going to pay top notch for those top players and find little value spots that can just hit big. With just in my experience, and, and uh, people play a million different ways, and you're always going to be able to play fantasy sports in general a million different ways. And the point is, is if your players produce and they produce, if they don't, they don't. That's boy, basically what it boils down to at the end of the day. But for the for the NBA in particular, when it comes to DFS, I find putting a solid team in different places, normally speaking, more of a winner than trying to pay up top and then go bottom. Because you know who's going to get the minutes. Moving through this, I came back, so I get you get the next guard. I went to Eric Gordon. Again, taking another guy, kind of like a Duncan Robinson, who I know can get hot from the three-point line. He's $5,900. They're playing the Lakers. They're going to have to find ways to put up points. He's just a guy you know who can get hot. And if he does, he can rack them up for you. Is he going to give you a lot in all the other categories? Is he going to get a lot of rebounds? Is he going to get a lot of assists? No, he's not. You're hoping he gets hot from three. The same thing goes with my next guy that went with that forward. I, I kind of this this is a borderline punt, but again, same concept. Kyle Kuzma again going after a guy who has the ability to get hot. That Lakers Houston game should be a high scoring matchup. And that's what I'm banking on by going not after the LeBrons, not after the Hardens of the world, but going after the Peace players. Because if you have a high enough scoring matchup, these guys are going to hit some shots outside. These guys are going to have to get utilized. And the nice thing about Kyle Kuzma, since Schroeder's come in, he has learned to play more of a big man style of game. Now, he's not, he's still not a big man. He's still not a post guy. I'm not, not putting that out there. But, he is learning to play down low a little bit more. And as a result, his rebounds have been a bit more consistent. So there is a little bit more of a floor to his game than there has been in years past. Now, this past game in Chicago, he only logged 17 minutes. But before that, he had been logging 30 minutes pretty consistently week in, uh, night in and night out. So I expect him to get back to that 30-minute mark or at least close to it in the next upcoming game. Then the game two nights ago against San Antonio, he had a double-double. I think he should be in position to maybe do something similar to that against Houston tomorrow night. And then last but not least, I kept in the same game, and I went with Schroeder. Going with the Peace guys, when you have these high-scoring games, these Peace guys are going to have to put up numbers. And again, $6,300. Schroeder's been a little bit of an enigma so far this season. I expect to be a little bit more consistent than what he has been, especially considering that he's playing against, you know, not playing against, but playing with an Anthony Davis, a LeBron James of that nature. I expect the things to be opened up for him a little bit more than what they have been, but he has been a bit inconsistent at times or not. I should say not putting up the top end production that I thought he might have the opportunity to do so being that he has Braun and Anthony Davis. I thought he assists, I thought he would fall just, you know, ass backwards and do a few assists here and there, at least a few more than what he has been able to do. 
but he's still been solid. He's still been solid. 34 minutes against Chicago this past week. He had 32 fantasy points in that game, put up 17 points, 27 minutes, 36 minutes, 32, 33, 34. He's more consistently than not in the plus 30 minute range, which when you're looking for a $6,300 player, it's basically just what you're looking for. He's a starter. He's been out there. And it's been a few games since he's put up 20 points. In fact, it's been over a week now since he had an over 20 point game. He's due against this Houston team. This is not, you know, this is not, this is not the gold gloves out there. This is not a defensive team at all. Again, I expect a lot of points in this game. So this is a game specifically built for a guy like Dennis Schroeder to be the third scorer, to be that compliment to LeBron and Anthony Davis, to be the guy to take advantage in a plus matchup, in a plus situation. That's what I expect. So I think Dennis Schroeder's in a really, really good position here to come through for you guys. Now that is the fantasy lineup that I have for you for tonight. And until we get, you know, Chaz and, and Mikey Betts, they're going to be here in, in about nine minutes. And I'm going to do something I don't normally get to do is, I mean, we don't normally have football on Saturday, right? Let's recap some of these games. <laughs> Let's recap some of these. We had a great one to kick off the weekend with the Colts and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills coming through for them at the end. Colts made it close. Ultimately speaking, though, that final score was closer than how that game went. And I got to tell you what, the Bills, the Bills are a team to watch out for. The Bills could be scary. I thought coming into the playoffs that the Bills actually could be the most well-rounded team in the AFC. They really could be. They could be the most well-rounded team in the AFC. Because since their defense has gotten healthy, they look back to being more what they were a season ago. They look like a team on a mission. You have Josh Allen, who is playing the best he's ever played in his career, hands down about that. But it's more than that. It's a guy who looks confident out there. That was the biggest thing watching this, this game. Looked at last year when we were in the playoffs. There were just multiple occasions where this guy just looked out of sorts. He just did. Looked completely out of sorts. This game? No. Even when the Colts were battling, even when the Colts were leading earlier on in this game, Josh Allen, never it never looked like the moment was too big for him. He is playing with a different kind of confidence, a different kind of awareness, he showed me a lot in that game. And I, I'll be the first to admit, I have not been the biggest Josh Allen supporter. I haven't been. I still have trouble. Some, well, I don't. This year, he played very, very well. Most of his career, including his collegiate career, I've had a lot of issues with the fact that he's just not very accurate. Just not. But this year, I don't know if it's just the addition of Stephon Diggs. I don't know if it's finally knowing where he wants to go with the football, working on the fundamentals, but it's more than just his fundamentals, more than just his accuracy. It's his confidence. It's awareness. 
he's here to play. He's here to stay. I think the only thing that gets in the way of the Bills right now, honestly, is the injuries. Because they keep having these guys get nicked up. Stephon's a little bit nicked up. Cole Beasley's a little bit nicked up. And they're able to get through this game, but they're not 100%. And it's going to be a tough battle. Let's, you know, we'll talk about tomorrow's game uh, in a little bit when these guys come on. But let's, let's say, for hypothetical sake right now, since we're talking about the Bills, that the Steelers wind up winning that game against Cleveland, which, you know, with the way things are going for Cleveland right now is probably is more probable than not, I would say at this point. So let's say they want to play in the Steelers. That's going to be a brutal game. And even if the bills wind up coming out on top in that game, which I would expect them to be the favorites and I would expect them to win. That's a game. That's going to really hurt you physically going up against that defense. And then probably, probably, not definitely, but probably had to wind up playing Kansas City the following week. It's a tough road. It's a tough road. So I, that combination is the one thing I would worry about the Bills. But man, do they look, they just look like the most well rounded team, not just in the AFC, but maybe the NFL. And I know talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, look, their defense can come to play in the right situation. Their defense is built to be up by two scores, which is perfect because that's what their offense normally is. And if they can pin their ears back and go and just play perimeter defense against the wide receivers, they're good. But once they get a team, they can attack them in the middle. Like I think a Bills team would do really well. That becomes their Achilles heel. And if it happens to be a week where Mahomes and Hill are, are firing on all cylinders, well, then it becomes very interesting. And we don't know yet if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be healthy enough to play next week. We don't know. We assume... We assume he'll be active. But if he's not good to go, Le'Veon Bell showed he's he's lost his legs. He just has. His legs are toast. He's just not the same guy. And while I was never a big fan of Damian Williams, never thought he was a great running back or anything of that nature, he always provided them a boost in the playoffs because, one, he was fast. He was a game breaker. He fit that offense well. And that's when he would come to play. If they don't have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I question who can be a game-breaker in the running game for them. Are they going to have any kind of semblance of balance whatsoever? And maybe they don't need to with Patrick Holmes and all those weapons, but I'm going to tell you right now, they probably do. Because the one thing about the AFC is that it's full of teams that have good defenses. Say what you want about Pittsburgh's offense, but their defense is for real. Buffalo's defense is for real. And while, yes, Kansas City lit them up earlier in the season... Baltimore's defense is for real and did not play as well as they as good as they are in that game against Kansas City. And this is a different Baltimore team, too. Now, again, this is all theoretical. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won that game. Like I said, we're, I'm, we're going to talk about that and as far as how we're going to bet it and what we expect to happen and everything like that in a few minutes. But it just wouldn't surprise me. I'm just thinking of the teams in the AFC that had the defenses to be able to compete. Now, in the NFC, I think it's going to wind up being pretty clear, cut, and dry. It's Green Bay or Tampa Bay. And we're going to get that matchup next week. I mean, as we're speaking right now on the show, Tampa Bay's up 18-7. to Washington's got no chance. They got no offense. They can't move the ball consistently enough. They're not going to win this game. It's going to be Tampa Bay. And then they're going to go play Green Bay. And... That's going to be the matchup of the NFC. It's just going to happen a week earlier than you probably would want it to play. This is how it's going to work out. I mean, it's assuming. 
So we'll see how that all bails out. But that that's gonna be that's gonna be a great matchup. I, I talked about this before on the show, and it's ultimately the Super Bowl I would want to see would be the Chiefs and the Packers. And not just because they're the two number one seeds, but because of the Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers factor. If you want a Super Bowl with some fireworks, you'll get it. Rodgers is the real MVP in my eyes. He's playing like a man possessed. He's playing like a man who's trying to prove that he is still should be considered the best quarterback in the NFL, where most people have already pretty much handed that crown over to Patrick Holmes, and, and rightfully so, by the way. But that's kind of what we're looking at. Let's bring in our first guest of the evening as we get him here on the show. Mr. Chas Filardi joining the show. How we doing, Jazz? Well, you know what? I apologize for making a late entrance, but I had to get my second half bets in on the Tampa Bay game. Oh, absolutely, man. I don't blame you one bit on that one. What'd you go with? Um, Washington. <laughs> now, the reason I went to Washington is in the second half this year, they are they played, what, seven, 16 games? Yes. They are 13-2-1 in the second half. Ooh, there's a good stat line they, for you. I they, was not they, aware of that. Well, they pushed last week. They pushed last week. Now, I, I literally was in a rush to get up here to, to, to get in front of the, the camera. Is my audio okay? You can hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You're perfect, perfect. So they pushed last week. Up to that point, I think they were nine straight, and I've been met them every week. And and I tell people, my wagering is a little unique, is um, disciplined. Now, Arrow from Worldwide Sports Radio Network called me older. <laughs> I, I, I went off on him a little bit, but the bottom line is, yeah, okay. I'm experienced and I know enough that at the end of the week, you want to have more money in your account than you started with. It's really that simple. Don't tell me about how much you won this week. If next week you're going to lose money. And you know, we've been together all, all season, Dan, it's really, it's, it's, um, it really is. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Absolutely. And on that note, I want to bring in our next guest for the first time on this show, and hopefully we'll be seeing him a lot more. Let's get him joined in here. Mike Ballas, Mr. Mikey Betts himself is going to be joining us in just a moment. As soon as his camera can get into action. There he there is. There he is. The man, the myth, the legend. Connecting audio is connected, I believe. Mikey Betts, introduce yourself to the people for the first hey guys, time on this show, on Belly of Fantasy, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, and on WWSRN. How you doing, Mike? Good, good. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going, Dan? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm Mikey Betts. Uh, nice to uh, get finally on here and get it started. So. Absolutely. And I love the touch in the background there. I love the Egyptian night thing going on. Oh, yeah. Very, uh, I got a little Dave Chappelle back there. Very, very classy. I like I like the setup there. I like the setup there a lot. How are you making out today? I'm actually doing pretty good. I was actually just talking about Chaz about this before the show started, and I'm, I'm up plus 200 right now. And hopefully if Tampa Bay does what they're supposed to do the rest of the way, I'll be up another plus 150 after this game. How are you making out? I got Tampa plus or Tampa minus nine and a half right now. So they're looking pretty good. They're up 11. Um, I don't see the Washington football team scoring at all anymore. I feel like they're done unless uh, Gibson figures out how to play football again, learns how to be a running back. I, I don't see them scoring again. Um, Seahawks, they screwed me. I thought the Seahawks were going to get it today. Uh, was not in the, the, the cards today. 
but I did have the Bills money line. The Bills saved me off that one. I knew not to grab the spread because that's always a close game. And what was scary is Philip Rivers is one in seven uh, in weather under 32 degrees. So I thought he was going to have a crappy game, and that boy went off. He won- no. I we thought it was his last game, and he went off. So he, he did. He he did play well tonight. Um, yeah, that game I actually teased down, which thankfully I did. The Buffalo game just went into one and a half just so I could win some money off of that because I was confident they would win. To your point, I uh, figured that was going to probably be a tight game at the end of it. And then, uh, yeah, and then next was the, the Rams-Seattle game. And this is where, I, mean, I don't know, with sports books and everybody plays on a different one, I personally will play on DraftKings Sportsbook quite a bit myself. And yeah. one of the things you always want to look for for the listeners out there and everything like that is look for those boosts. Look for the odds oh, yeah. boosts because what happened to me today is I want up live betting action. It was the turn of the beginning of the second quarter. All of a sudden, the over-under dropped 35 points on the Rams-Seattle game with the 50% profit boost. It slammed some money on that, slammed the Husky on there, made out with a big day. That's pretty much what won my day, essentially, was that, was that bet. But if you're if you're still new and you're looking around and you're playing these different sports books, look for those odds boosts that you can get at pretty much at any time of the day because that one popped up while that game was going on. Even tomorrow, if you if you go to FanDuel, I do FanDuel Sportsbook. So that's if you do tomorrow, Derrick Henry to score two plus touchdowns, it goes from three hundred to plus three sixty. So if you put down a hundred or one unit, you'd win, you know, four sixty, um, or you'd win three sixty plus your hundred back. It's a no brainer, yeah. I think, if you if, if you want to do that. For me, tomorrow I have Tennessee uh, plus three. So uh, I think that. Derrick Henry's a different animal. The last three games with uh, the Ravens, they've, all, they've only allowed 87 rushing yards. But Derrick Henry is not your average running back. So I just feel like he's going to crush them. In the last game, he had a touchdown against them and, and beat the uh, beat the Ravens. So um, I don't think it's looking good for the Ravens. I don't think it's looking for, good for them at all. So I'm going to disagree with you there because uh, I'm actually going with I would tease that game down to two, to minus two and a half. And I want to talk about that in a second when it comes to uh, betting a three point spread in, in a minute, just for another uh, tip for the people out there. Oh yeah. Ravens are playing their best football. Finally, they finally got off this hump of, yeah, we're trying to make Lamar Jackson a thrower. We're trying to spread the ball out. They got off of that. They got completely back to the basics, which is no Lamar Jackson. You use your legs. You do what you got to do. JK Dobbins now finally taking over adds an extra level to that playmaking offense. Marquise Brown's been coming on as of late. We still haven't seen Mark Andrews get going, which I think we do. And the biggest thing for me is that defense has gotten back to playing physical, playing back to their keys and that's that's where I go with the Ravens here because at the end of the day they're still more well-rounded than the Tennessee Titans are because their defense I don't think they can stop anything yeah and and the Titans defense is trash the Titans defense is awful um the way I see it I see it as Ryan Tannehill has outperformed uh Lamar Jackson he has I wrote it down somewhere he has seven more touchdowns two less interceptions and almost a thousand more yards Nobody's talking about how good Ryan Tannehill's season is this year, and it's insane. He's that guy that you you hate him for no reason. You don't like him. You always think he sucks. Uh, when he was in Miami, you're like, dude, this guy's an average quarterback. He's he's washed up. It's a really cool story when you look at it. You know, like this guy. Everyone everyone threw him away in the trash, and here he is on the on the Titans. He's doing pretty good. So. Well, you know, it's funny, guys. When you when you when you have situations like that. 
It's that pyramid where a bad owner and a bad organization, and yeah. there's no way you could look at Miami. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They do they, they do their best. Sometimes your best ain't good enough. But I want to talk about Mikey's bet because we talk about it all the time. With fantasy, you break it down to players. Well, the bottom line is people say, who do you like? I, I got five plays, guys. I got over here. I got team totals here. But. You could lose all those bets, and if you bet properly, and really, it's not about handicapping. It's about learning how to bet better. But if you happen to make Derrick Henry your best bet at two touchdowns, and he scores two touchdowns, you could lose a couple other bets and end up winning money for the day. Because exactly. it, really, it, it really depends on what you're looking at. And the risk-reward for some of the things, and I'm not talking about even with the boost. I'm talking about just you know playing straight up. You have the you have the ability to pick one or two plays in a game, and who the hell cares who wins? I got more money than I started with. Dude, and even if you don't want to bet on who wins the game, the Titans are twelve and three and one against I guess when they're hitting the over. So why would you not hammer the over on this game? You know these guys like to school score. You know these guys don't like each other. You got you know the coaches hate each other. This it's going to be bad blood and just lots of points, lots of points. Yeah, no, you would say, you would think you would think no doubt. Yeah, I was, the only thing to get in the way of this not getting over is that both teams run the ball so much they just run out of clock before they're able to put up sixty points. Exactly. In this game. That's yeah. the only thing that could possibly get in their way for this not being over. So I'm one hundred percent with you on that. I do want to go back to the previous point and Washington just scored a field goal, so it was eighteen to ten. Uh, I want to go back to the previous point I was making earlier about the three point spread. I will never bet. A straight up three point. It's either going to be three and a half. It's either going to be two and I will never yeah. bet three point because there's just there's no point if the game's going to be that close. The odds of you pushing, which I don't, I don't, I almost rather lose than push. I, I just I want a definitive answer. I hate that. What do you guys feel about that? I hate. I, I hate. You know what, Mikey? Let, let me interject here. Anybody that says they would rather lose than push. It, they they need to have counseling on the site. So Dan, you well, and I will talk about that. Well, listen, this is how I'm the same way fantasy football. If I if I tie, I'd rather lose. Gambler. I'd rather lose <laughs> than tie in fantasy football. So it's it's the same mindset that I have because I just want the definitive win or loss, black or white answer. I guess at the end of the day, the way my brain works. I'm not saying that's the way you guys should think. I'm just saying that's just how I look at it. it drives me absolutely crazy. Mikey, what are you gonna say? I mean, I had this argument with my friend. He, we, we always, we always say uh, buy the extra half. So if it's plus three, buy, do three and a half, do, or you know, go back to two and a half. Because yeah, if you push, it's like kissing. It's like a tie. You know, it's like it's like kissing the sister. You don't want to do that. Sister, right. from, from the from the yeah, league. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. So you, you don't want to you don't want to do that. But uh, if if it's there. I don't know. I would take it for for the Titans game. I took it. Uh, I should have went minus two and a half, but screw it. They win. I get the push. Why not? And the three and a half hook to three is different than the three. It's hard. To, the, the three to two and a half. The three to two and a half is a little different. They're both different. And, and it depends. I mean, three and a half to two and a half is almost worth that extra. But now you're talking what? Minus 160? And, and minus 150. And, and really, we all know that just because you're minus 150 doesn't mean you're going to win. They should win, but they don't win. And I had this conversation. It's funny you guys mentioned you had the conversation. I also had the conversation with my son. Now, he's down in Brazil. He's in Brazil for about six months. So 
he's struggling because if you're a football fan in America, being in Brazil is kind of tough. You know, you're not oh, yeah. getting the he's not getting the best reception. He's not getting the games. He's having me to put his plays in for him. But what I talked to him about is our easy sports data. We've we've got every single point spread on every single game and every single play from 2012. There's just not a lot of games that end up three. They do hit on three, but there's not a lot of where the point spread is three and they hit on three. Yeah. And this game last, I think the last game was 27, 24 or no, it was 2026. They won in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be, it's going to be a tight game. And, and I, I don't see, I don't see any blowouts in this game. Well, let's well, talk I, about Sunday, Dan, because you've always given every Saturday night that I come on between you and Chris, you guys run about 80, 85 percent winners. What do you like tomorrow? Well, like I said, that game, I, I want to talk about that game real quick once because I did put a parlay bet on that game where I did the minus two and a half, tease it down. And then I went on the I hammered the over and I'm, I'm liking that quite a bit myself. Um, as far as the other games go, we have Chicago and the Saints at 440. I'm taking Chicago plus the points. Let's go. That, 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 10 point, points, baby. that 10 point spread. I think that's too astronomical. I think they're, they're are, the Saints are not 10 points better than that Chicago Bears team. Now, the key is going to be does the Bears defense show up? Because lately, over the past exactly. three weeks or so, they have not played like the Bears defense that we saw earlier on in the season. If that Bears defense shows up, there's actually this year drew Brees does not impress me i think he highly struggles pushing the ball further than 15 okay all right let's let's put an asterisk on that he's 80 years old and he's got 15 broken ribs he's doing pretty good for an 80 year old guy with 15 broken ribs you know what i'll take him no no doubt about that whatsoever phil rivers did pretty well with pretty much the same the same idea but the end of the day these guys fall short if they can't push the ball down the field if Chicago is able to apply pressure. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be 100% back in this game. There's a lot of things up in the air here. 10 points just seems really steep for a Chicago team that has played very, very well as of late coming into this very, very hot where the Saints have they kind of got back on track a little bit at last week. And I think that was a big game for Breeze, especially trying to get some money going into this. But 10 points, I'm taking Chicago plus 10. I want to take Chicago plus Mikey, 10, you... but the only problem I have is that Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson are both out. Uh, or I don't know if Jalen Johnson's out. I, I know Mooney's out. Mooney's out. And Mooney has been Mooney's our dark horse this year um, for the Bears. He's, he's been insane. He's been great for us. And then Roquan Smith, I don't know how he didn't make it to the Pro Bowl. I don't know how he's done an all-pro. He was insane this year. Um, so that them not playing are going to be huge losses for the Bears. Uh, that being said, I don't think that the the Saints offense is as powerful as people say it is. I know Kamara is Kamara, you know, that's that's a whole nother story. But um, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bears plus 10. The Saints are 0-3 after a win. Um, so that's my little fandom of hope. If you guys don't know, I'm a huge Bears fan uh, from Chicago. So, oh, well, uh, no, here, here now, here's the thing. The five, six weeks ago, we were on, we were on this same show, Mikey, and there was not a shot in hell that the Bears would be playing tomorrow. Not a shot. And no, all of a no. sudden, they scored a lot of points. So, you know what? If you like that 10, you got to like the over, too. Mm-hmm. I love the over. I love the over. I think, oh, yeah, 100%. I think, that 47 and a half right now, I think that's way too low. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I would take that right away. I feel like 
Chicago was finally getting their offense figured out. They finally had that line where they wanted to be. They're, they're tired of playing charades with it and trying to, to mix and match, see who's going to play left guard, right guard, center. They finally got it all figured out. And um, I don't know if they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win, but I know that I, I think and I'm pretty sure they'll cover the points. So, well, I'll um, tell you, I, you know what? We talk about it, Dan, a lot with the money lines. Well, my son had me, I told you, he's had me put his bets in. So I told him, listen, I'll be your bookie during football, but don't think I'm going to be betting Laker games. You wake me up oh, at 7 man. o'clock at night to bet Laker. <laughs> so anyway, he bets the two, he, he takes two dogs. He takes the Rams and he takes somebody else. I forget who it was tomorrow. But uh, who would it have been that he took tomorrow? Uh, Might have been Cleveland. Might have been Cleveland. Might have been, okay, I think it was okay. But it, but anyway, when I told him, I said, if you're going to make a play on a team and you're not taking the you're not afraid to take points, you need to do it money line, too. And that Rams money line. Oh, my God. In hindsight, what an easy winner that yeah. was. Yeah. 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 That game wasn't even close. Not at all. With, uh, and then that pick six definitely separated. That's what ended the game right there. They're, they're, they lost all their momentum. It's 10 to 13. They had a chance to go up and they just. But I told my wife, now my wife, my wife is a football fan, so she was watching with me. I said, sweetie pie, that guy just got rewarded for watching like 55 hours of film. He watched oh, 55 sure. hours of film, and he was in better position to catch that ball. And from a defensive, an ex-defensive player standpoint, even though it went against me because I also had Seattle, I'm clapping. And my family gets so mad at me when I clap for a good play, even though it's against me, because I'm a football fan before I'm a sports better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It sucks. It's that's that is the hardest. Uh, you have to separate yourself. You know, it's, it's it's being a fan and being a sports better. Is you gotta come to reality sometimes. So Dad, that's leave, why. leave your heart at the door when you go to bed. That, well, that's Dad, all. That's- yeah. Dan, exactly. do you have a favorite team? Because Mikey's like, he's a Bears fan. I'm not. I have no favorite team. Do you have a favorite? Oh, mine team? is always gonna like it's always the Bears. But um, but yeah, I I try not to bet on them a lot. So uh, <laughs> I do have a favorite team, Chaz, to answer your question. I, I actually am a 49ers fan. All right. Okay. Um, okay. But 49ers. I am a, what you call a pessimistic fan. I'm more likely to bet against them than for them at any given moment. So it doesn't wind up hurting me too much. Cause I, I there's always been that way, but yeah, I technically, I am a 49ers fan and uh, will forever hate the chiefs, but <laughs> moving into tomorrow, <laughs> I do have, the Steelers minus six tomorrow against the Cleveland Browns. There's too many things going wrong for the Browns leading into this game. It's not just that you're not going to have your head coach, who's also your offensive play caller, and also the biggest reason why I think this Cleveland Browns team had a big turnaround from last year. You're missing a bunch of defensive players because of COVID issues. You're missing one of your best offensive guards, which is really going to affect a running game that, frankly, lately hasn't been top-notch over the past couple of weeks anyway. You get a team where you only beat them by a couple of points a week ago without Ben Roethlisberger, without their starting corners. Now all those guys are going to actually play in this game. And while Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been great and the offense hasn't been great, just when you add in a couple extra stars to that defense and the fact that Roethlisberger, no matter how bad he's playing, is still a million times better than Mason Rudolph, I don't see how the Steelers don't win this game by a touchdown. So I am taking them minus six in this game. Yeah, we talked on Thursday. Now, the guys on my show, John from GMF Sports Consultant, he likes uh, Baltimore in the morning and the over in this Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. But Pittsburgh, from the, from the beginning, has been my best bet. So what I did is I did a lot of parlays where I, I filled it with Pittsburgh. You know, I'd hit the first half and, and all the first halves lost. So 
<laughs> I got no action on Pittsburgh as of right now. <laughs> Mikey, who do you like in that game? I I like the Browns plus six because this game's going to be drunk. Last week the game was drunk. This week's the game's going to be drunk. Um, nobody knows. I, I I'm trying to see. I have the I have the Steelers money line. Steelers money line. Browns plus six because the Steelers are nine and six against the spread. They're one and zero against the Browns. Um, they need to pick up the run because they're ten or they're two ten and two against the spread in the last fourteen games when they run less than seventy five yards. James Conner needs to pick it up. James Conner, I don't know what he does anymore. Um, and then I only think the Browns will cover because Ben Roethlisberger. Don't let this last week fool you of him not playing. He's been awful. He's been trash. I. He, sometimes he just looks like he's out there and he doesn't even think he's, you, you know what? Screw it. Wherever this ball goes, it's going. So uh, I feel like Big Ben's mistakes, one of Big Ben's mistakes will cost him and uh, that will make this game close. So I will. One bet on this game that I feel probably the most confident about is I am betting the under on this game at 47 and a mm-hmm. half. I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think you're looking at a 20 to 17, maybe 24, 17 type of matchup here. I don't think this gets to 47 and a half, in my opinion. To your point, the weather's going to be bad. I think you're going to see a defense struggle in this game, too, or at the very least, two offenses that are going to struggle with no Kevin's fancy calling plays. The Steelers' offense has been non existent really since week four. I'm taking the under in this game pretty, pretty confidently. Where are you at on that, Chess? Well, you know, uh, Pittsburgh, and again, this. All these games I've sat around and I've watched uh, and we've done some live action. Wes and I, Blackhawk Wes and I have done some live action because that's really where I believe my my advantage is. These are playoff teams, but they're not all equal. But on paper, you don't know. And you you make your opinion before the game and then you, you sit and watch it. If those Pittsburgh guys start dropping balls early. Yeah, you know what? You got to know that that's going to be it's going to be a close game conference games in that division with Baltimore and Cleveland and Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. They're always tight games. They're always three point games, it seems like. And Pittsburgh. Now, they had a couple of games where they caught the ball. But man, when it's third and seven and you hit the guy in the hands and he dropped it, it's kind of it's kind of hard to bash a quarterback there. Right. Yeah. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has butter. Popcorn right before every single game. <laughs> I, I don't know what he does. Now, it's, I it's forget what show it was that I was listening to, but they had the funniest thing. It was cracking me up, and he's pretty much. They said Eric Ebron came over and just gave him the Ebron AIDS, like just that's it. He just came yeah. over, gave him all the Ebron AIDS, and all of a sudden, all these guys because Deontay Johnson has been a sure-handed receiver until this year. Juju Smith-Schuster has been a sure-handed receiver until this year. Eric Ebron comes in the mix, which he's had a very good year, by the way, but all of a sudden, nobody can catch the ball. I, I don't got, know what uh, it is. He's got the Space Jam basketball, but it's a football. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Eric yeah. Ebron has the Space Jam football. That's what it is. We still uh, got yeah, 10 minutes in the show, and I kind of want to throw you guys a curveball. We'll see how well you've been paying attention uh, throughout the week of sports. Let's talk about the national championship on, on Monday. That actually seems like it's, it's going to happen now with Ohio State uh, looking like they're going to suck it up and play. I think, minus, I think minus nine for Alabama is, is too low. I'm jumping all over that minus nine. I, I don't know what Ohio State's really going to be able to do to keep this game close. I don't well, think they're – go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, got it. I got some inside information now. 
Blackhawk West is not only Ohio State fan, but he names his pets after players. So he's sitting there talking to me with his dog Dobbins on his on his lap. So we're talking we're talking hard school. But he said he's betting the same thing he's bet every week. Now, it's only if they win the national championship and one of your D.C. fantasy winners picks that ball, it's going to say eight and oh on it. Think about an eight and all <laughs> championship football, Super Bowl football. It would have to be or it would have to be Navy in 1934, the last team that was eight. No and won at all. But he says the first half text uh, team total over for the Buckeyes is what he's been cash on it every week. And, and again, that's not a bad bet because they've scored some points. I was wrong against Clemson. I told everybody, I, I did not see that beating coming. Yeah, that was insane. That was a good, that was a good game too. Um, I would go Alabama minus nine. Um, Alabama's nine and three against the spread six and oh at home against the spread. Um, but on the other side of the ball, Ohio State is 3-0 against the spread on the road. Um, yeah, it's a toss-up, but I do like Alabama. You can never go wrong when you pick Alabama. It's kind of like a cheat. It's like, you know, you pick Alabama, people really think you don't know what you're talking about, but I'm picking Alabama. So, <laughs> But you got to – if you bet Alabama, you have to bet them in the first half as well. Not necessarily in the oh. first quarter because their second quarters, they, they've, they've had – it's games where they were tied yeah they up, were yeah. tied 3-3 after 15 minutes and it's 31 to 3 at halftime out of but, nowhere yeah out of nowhere. but you you saw that backdoor cover in the Notre Dame game because the bottom line is uh, teams don't want to win by nine they want to win how about that 18.5 spread against Notre Dame and they had the the backdoor touchdown for the well, look today, 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 one of my buddies had 51 and a half and I had 51 on the over in that early game. And, uh-huh. you know, they, so they sit in a room and I talked to the guys uh, that were in, in Vegas before they, they draw the, do the lines and come up with the props and they put a lot of effort into it, but still to pick 51 as the number and it lands right on 51. It's just amazing. They're Dude, so good. They're so mm-hmm. good at what they do. They really are. How are we feeling about the over under in that game? It's set at 75 and a half. I got. I have this feeling it's going to go over in that game. You have two teams that have really looked. I mean, Ohio State's going to have to throw, 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 throw. We know that. But Alabama is a different kind of Alabama team. In case you guys haven't been paying attention this year out there listening to this, it, this is an Alabama team that wants to put up points on people, not stop people from putting up points. Uh, Seventy-five and a half. I'm really. I'm leaning towards the over, and they got the better odds for the over on that one. I, I think there could be a lot of scoring in this game. I'll hammer the over too. You know what? Nick Saban is a crazy genius. He switches up his recruiting system. He switches up everything every year. He goes, you know what? Uh, defense? No, I think we're going to switch that up. I think we're going to go to offense. And then he's a genius in that. How does he do it? How does he do it? Uh, well, not for the NFL, but how does he do it in football for, you know? I think uh, personally, I think. He gets most of his information from that Aflac duck. It's not really saving. Oh, it's yeah. the Aflac duck that's giving him the inside <laughs> information. But I, I'll tell you right now, last year, I called the final score total exactly on our show. I, I was off by five points. LSU, I, I shorted him by five points. But I had the exact total. I did the same thing I'm going to do this year. I'm going to watch the first three, four, five minutes. I'm going to try to get it down to 69, 68, 69, somewhere in that vicinity. I would much rather win at 70 than lose at 70. Mm-hmm. 70 points is a lot of points to lose an over on. That's a lot of points, yeah. Um, so what would you – I would I, – I got Alabama scoring about 38 points. 
39 points. Right. So, so say they, they win, yeah. they, they win 39 to 30, right? They, they are 39 to 28. They, they, it, it's a lot of points and yet it's not an over. It's just, they, the overs have gotten so high in college football. So high. Yeah. yeah I, I'm looking at this differently. I, I got Alabama scoring 45 points and Ohio state scoring 31 personally myself. So that, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm confident on the over. I think you're going to see Alabama get into the 40s on this one. It's just going to be a matter of does Ohio State get into the 30s as well. Oh, uh, I agree. I agree with you. But all I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with having that action ahead of time. And then if they start slow for just four or five, oh, six yeah. minutes, then you could pots on it. And then all of a sudden you're in good shape. And maybe worst case scenario, you get a middle. And you know what? You take some of your money and, you, and you're betting next week for the divisional games. Well, Chaz, you're the master of that, of always making sure you're going to cover yourself once you go into the live betting 100%. And like you said before on the show, it's just it's almost irresponsible not to do the live betting after you're seeing how the game is going. Make you know, Set yourself up. It's fine to bet beforehand, but make sure you got a little extra cash to cover yourself as you see the game goes. And you can either protect yourself or you can add on to the extra winnings of what you're already doing in the first place. You've, you've been a big uh, teacher to that fact on this one. Well, it does take discipline to not zero out your, your, cause you know what, especially if you're betting mobile, you're clicking guys, right? You're, you're, we're clicking. How easy is it to bet? Oh, 15, 20, 30, 50, 80, whatever. You're just clicking. There's no money. You're not giving the money to the guy. It's not coming out of your wallet. And so, yeah, it, it really takes discipline to hold on to, you know, a couple, three units just to make sure, because so many times the team that I bet, Lost the game and I did okay. Exactly. Real quickly, because we didn't get to talk about this last week, and we have Mikey here now. Anyway, uh, Chaz, we'll start with you. Who's your Super Bowl picks? Well, uh, my world is different than your guys' world. I sell championshipfootballs.com, souvenir footballs, full size custom art license souvenir footballs for your favorite team special season. So I never really normally bet the championship game or the Super Bowl because I'm working. <laughs> but how cool is it? The life that I've created for myself that I get to watch the game and no matter who wins, I'm making money. Yeah, that's nice. You are living better than the rest of us. Mikey, what are, what are your Super Bowl picks? Uh, for Super Bowl, I... I got the bills, man. I got the bills. Yeah, I got the bills. You guys weren't here in the first half of the show, and I, and I was I was recapping a little bit what happened today after I got through my NBA DraftKings lineup. Go back and watch the show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network if you didn't if you didn't catch the first half of the show. Uh, but the last ten minutes before you guys came on, I was going to recap some of the game, and the Bills are the most complete team in the NFL right now. Now I don't know if that means they're going to win it. I think beating Kansas City is a tall order. However, they are the most complete team in the NFL right now on both sides of the football. No one has a better defense to offense ratio right now, whether it's in the NFC with the Green Bay Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, however you want to look at it, or with the Kansas City Chiefs, which to me, that's the only other team in the AFC I could see I could see coming out of that. You got too many woes with Pittsburgh and their offense, whether it's Baltimore or Tennessee, they just fall short when it comes to the consistency that you're looking for. Baltimore with the way I'm sorry, Buffalo with the way they're playing right now. The, the most important thing is Josh Allen is not just that he's better this year. It's that he is more confident and more aware of everything going on around him 
on a much more drastic level than what we saw in years past. I think that's the big key. And then, of course, their defense now being healthy over the past uh, month or so, getting up snuff, playing more with their level was uh, last year. So I'm I'm kind of with you there on Buffalo. When, when before this started, my money was on, well, not just my money, but my heart as well. I wanted a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl because I wanted the Rodgers-Mahomes showdown just because we're going to see a bunch of fireworks as far as that goes. But uh, if, if I'm betting right now, it would be hard for me not to bet uh, the Buffalo Bills and hopefully get Mikey back here before we have to close out the show. But uh, we are going to continue our D- DC's DFS Challenge Tournament our giveaway, it's free to, free to join. That link will be going out later tonight, early tomorrow. We'll be posting it out there. Chaz, as always, is championshipfootballs.com. He's always giving that giveaway. Chaz, plug your show for Sports Betting Weekly on Thursday nights for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You talked a little bit about championship footballs, but also talk about a little bit more there, too, and where to find you on social media because you're also a great follow. No, no, don't get me wrong. I'm watching out of the corner of my eye while Washington is trying to win this game on the field, guys. Okay. <laughs> it's 18 to 10. There's yeah. four minutes left in the third. They've got the ball back and they're driving. But yeah, we, we're Thursday nights at uh, five o'clock our time, eight o'clock Eastern. We get on with our, our sports handicappers. And this year we're going to do something different. We're going to reach out. I've been doing this for seven years, so I've got a lot of contacts. We're going to reach out with some people that aren't necessarily sports handicappers, but during football season, we're going to focus on finding guys that give out winners. And the, and the guys on our show give out winners. I mean, we're talking they're very, very good handicappers. A, a handful of them do it for a living. But the other guys are just very good at it. And so that's Thursdays. That's 8 o'clock Eastern on the Wide World Sports Radio Network. But when we come on Saturday, I have more fun on Saturday, I think, because it's your show. I don't have to do any of the work. I just kind of <laughs> hang around. And then you usually ask me uh, to tell about the football and somebody won the football. We've got actually an email from somebody. we got to get them out the football. When you win a, a prize on the DCs, it is a full size juvenile football of your favorite team. And it could be any of the teams we do, but it's championship footballs, guys. So if your team sucks, I can't help you any there, okay? It's, <laughs> they got to win. If they win and they're good, it's a special season. So it's funny you mentioned who you like. You know what? Seattle uh, was going to be a big winner for us. We sold a lot of Seattle balls. Now they're knocked out. So that's how we watch this playoffs. But really, the two teams that rested this weekend – this, this year, with the unique situation, they have such a distinct advantage, don't they? Oh, yeah, 100%, absolutely. And for the first time on this show, and Mikey, I hope you're going to be able to come back on this show time and time again as we go through oh, yeah. this. And we're gonna, you're going to be able to find this guy pretty soon. We're getting him switched over to the com website, but for now, he's on MikeyBets.com. Mikey, tell everybody where to find you, what memberships you offer, why they should go with you, all that stuff. Okay, so you can find me at MikeyBets.com. That's www.MikeyBets.com. I also have a Facebook. That's MikeyBets. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter handle are both at RealMikeyBets. Um, my subscriptions, what I offer is I do it weekly, monthly, or yearly. Uh, my weekly, which I prefer for, or I recommend for everybody for the first time, is it's 30 bucks a week. I give you two straight bets every day and I give you one parlay a week. Um, and if you want to check my Instagram, that's where everything speaks for itself. I'm starting up a new uh, uh, little tracking record with Tally Up Sports. Um, it's, a, it's a new app that we're going to be starting to use. So 
that's going to be what I'm going to use to track my apps. Right now, I use Instagram, and uh, I know it sounds childish, but I also got a TikTok, TikTok um, to track my bets as well. I put post a free play every day, um, and you can check that out even on the on my Twitter. I'll share it every day, and on my story on Instagram every day. And um, yeah, uh, if you just check me out whenever you guys want, and that's yeah, like I said, www.mikeybets.com. Yeah, one hundred percent. You guys check him out. He's a great, great play, and pretty soon will be on the BillionFantasySports.com website within the next few weeks, whenever I can get my butt to work. And you can always find me at Belly Up Fantasy or Belly Up MDFF Show. Now, of course, the MDFF Football Show we won't be back until March when the free agency starts to pick up again. But I will be doing this show on Saturday nights at nine thirty on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network WWSRN. We'll be back with more NBA DFS plays for you guys every single week, and of course, we'll have these two on to talk about maybe the NBA or whatever event is going on that weekend. This will always be geared for you guys winning money on Sunday because there's nothing more American kicking back on the couch and winning money playing sports on Sundays. Everybody take care. We'll talk to you guys real soon. Stay safe, be happy. And Chaz, as you always say. Yeah, you know, it it really is. It's always about beating cash. You got to cash tickets, cash tickets and everything. All your problems go away. Cash tickets. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks.